Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio Show. And we've got another Thriver Story today and this is the first Thriver Story for 2014 and I was really inspired to do this show because this is a lady called Abby who's been a part of the Recovery Forum for the Recovery Group for quite some time and been an absolute inspiration. I've known Abby for a couple of years now and uh, and what this story is about why it is so so important is because there's a big emphasis on physical health as well as doing the inner work and this is something that's inspired me a great deal last year and I know a lot of other people are really looking at the deeper layers of this so this is why I wanted to do this show so Abby, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Uh, no worries, Mel. Happy to do it. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So, Abby, of course, you've been through narcissistic abuse. That's why you're a part of this community. So, could you please share your narcissistic abuse experience? Sure. Uh, like The latest one that led me here was that three years ago, I met a man that I believed would change my life. Um, yeah, in the beginning... I was just really, really happy, filled with desire and love for this man who treated me like a precious gift. I got phone calls every day, mountains of affection, long, deep conversations. Uh, He told me how much I had changed his life too. I was so very different from all the other women he had met. Uh, I fell hard and deeply in love. Okay, you know, that is such a big point and I really want to emphasise that is because that's very very common when a narcissist is love bombing is how they will tell you how every other woman in their life was not good enough and how you are so different from those other women so i really want people to understand that that is absolutely a warning sign to take note of so yeah so keep going abby okay so yeah i mean he was everything i really wanted you know he was tall handsome well educated he traveled extensively he spoke four different languages uh he appeared to be really financially responsible he had two children he was a part-time father too um yeah i just i couldn't believe my luck he was yeah the whole package yeah and you're human abby you know why wouldn't (laughs) why wouldn't you think that that was like incredible and attractive absolutely yeah, anyway, so as it went on, um, the first three months we spent just every available moment we could together. We you know, shared all sorts of dreams, or I found out mainly it was me sharing my hopes and my dreams and my fears with him. But I felt really cherished and safe, and that was awesome. Uh, after that, after the three months, he had to go overseas on a business trip. We'd agreed to email each other frequently, uh, and we had Skype and things. However, he left and it was like he just dropped off the face of the earth. I had zero communication. Um, I was really distraught. So it was so incredibly out of 
inevitably after such an amazing loved up experience we'd been having. When after a week of me sending worried, then frantic, then incredibly angry emails, he replied telling me how disappointed in me he was. That he had had the flu and he couldn't communicate with anyone. He was apparently locked up in his hotel room. Um, and that he wasn't going to write anymore and that we would discuss my behaviour when he returned three weeks later. That it was all my fault and I really felt hard for that too. I was beyond devastated. I was shattered, but I took the blame because I didn't want to lose him. Mm, and it, look, how common is that? You know, there'll be a lot of people listening to this that you can so relate. That is the narcissistic twist. Is horrendous behaviour, like it's very, very logical. You've got the flu, send a message through. I'm sick, I'm, of course, but it was your fault, you were to blame and there's no accountability. We all know what that's like and, and we know what that's like to take the blame. Way too many people do that when we're with narcissists is we take the blame. So, you know, Abby, that would have been absolutely horrendous when you got the rug pulled out from underneath you so suddenly. So what happened after that? Uh, well, yeah, well, he came home and, yeah, things just went from bad to worse, you know, and initially when he came back it was like, yeah, yeah, you know, everything's good and he wouldn't actually discuss any of it with me, so that was the first thing. But that was part of it, that was how it went on, it was like any inconsistencies in his behaviour um, were my fault or I was imagining them, I was gaslighted like lots and lots. <laughs> uh, the silent treatment, he wouldn't answer phone calls, you know, wouldn't talk to me for days and then all of a sudden he'd be back all happy. Um, you know, would be out and I would be, he'd be telling me about women that he'd met or whatever and how fantastic they were and, yeah, I was really, you know, just really unfavourable comparisons. Uh, mad, crazy conversations that would just go out on for hours and hours and went nowhere. Uh, I think most people sort of recognise this. Yeah, I call it trying to have a conversation with an angry five-year-old. It's, <laughs> you feel like you are losing your mind. Yeah, that's, Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and every now and then, you know, I'd get the get the love back and get the cuddles and you know get the oh you're fabulous type things. Yes. Um, and you know that's what I was just desperately trying to get back. Um, but I was just becoming really, really anxious mm. all the time I was with him, like really worried about what to say, what to do. Uh, and then I started having panic attacks. And I had a really terrible one one night and I ended up driving drunk just to get away because I couldn't, I couldn't cope with being there any longer. Um, and, yeah, at that stage I was like, I was really scared to myself. I was scared to my sanity. I was scared about uh, losing him. You know, I thought he was my perfect match, but I was, yeah, I was terrified. I was really scared to keep continuing in a relationship with this man who just felt so unsafe and painful to be with. And that's how it ends up, doesn't it? It ends up being like, well, I can't live with you and I can't live without you and I'm losing my mind. And we all need to really understand that healthy relationships actually supplement us and they enhance our lives. They certainly don't lead us to feeling like we're having complete nervous breakdowns, which is what having a relationship with a personality disorder person does to you. You get sick. So, Abby, when did you realise that you needed to get out of the relationship? Uh, well, yeah, the last straw for me was I discovered he was cheating. Um, 
I ended the relationship at that point because that's just such a massive no-no for me. Um, but yeah, I was just so felt so damaged and so broken. I I kept talking to him, hoping that you know maybe we could fix it. And I was getting really close to actually just accepting it and going back to him. That's how you know low in self-esteem and everything that I was. Mm, and that's what happens, isn't it? You know, and and I think that's the huge shock that you were so adored in the love bombing stage and in the formation stage of the relationship, and then this person completely changes. So it's like you're adored and then you're abhorred, and you're in shock, and it's it is so confusing. And then you take the blame and you hang on, and you, it's so hard to let go, and all of those things. Yeah, and you did. Yeah. You you t- like all of us. You took the blame. Yeah, I did, and I really did believe that it was me that was wrong, that I that I was sick. And I mean, I was, I was sick because I was allowing this to happen. Um, yes. But I just, you know, I thought I was sick in other ways. Um, I was really worried at, still about my sanity. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I didn't like myself. I didn't like what was going on. I didn't like the way I was behaving. Um, how you know desperately I was sort of clawing for his attention, and that's when I sort of realised that I really, I really needed. Hello, you there? Yeah. Yeah, we just dropped out for a little bit. That's okay. Keep going, sweetie. You were just saying that what had happened was you knew you were clawing for his attention. You knew you really needed help. Yeah, I did. And that's when I did help him. I started searching on the internet um, just for any sort of hope. And I came across uh, an ad for your website and that's still doing their psychic healings and I'm a bit of a believer. Um, so that's when I clicked on you. Yeah, yeah. So when you found my material and website, was that when you realised what was going on? Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I just I started reading and everything I was feeling was printed on the screen. Oh, yeah, I read your site backwards, forwards. <laughs> I think I did everything on there. I, um, you know, I'd never heard of narcissism. Uh, just everything just set off light bulbs in my brain. And then I did the NARC test and it showed that I was like really severely codependent. Um, and yeah, I contacted you, sent an email to you um, and asked if you could help. Uh, I was, I had looked at the healings um, as part of the website and I've got to admit I was a bit sceptical, but Honestly, you know, I had nothing to lose and just so much to gain. And that was the beginning of my journey. So I started doing the quantum healing sessions. Well, I, having never experienced kinesiology or healings before, I just had no concept of how powerfully these sessions would work. And I just, I, I couldn't believe it, but the, just the whole physicality of it. You know, the feeling of gathering and letting go of all that pain. Um, yeah, indescribable. I really can't. I can't tell you what a relief it was. And I think that's the thing. You know, like I was the same before I'd done energetic healing and just tried to do it all cognitively. But when you're actually accessing the pain in your body and you can actually let it out, you literally, somatically, you literally physiologically feel the difference. And then emotionally you feel the difference. It, it is incredible. It is. It's amazing. Yeah, it used to knock me out too. Like the, I know the first few sessions, I'd just have to go to bed afterwards for a nap. But it, I would sleep, and I hadn't been sleeping, and that was the first sort of proof for me that this is like really working. Yeah. So I bought a heap of your books. 
I think I bought just everything. <laughs> um, actually, and I signed up to the newsletter and I read all the books and doing the sessions with you. I think within I think it was two or three weeks, so I was just ready. I was ready to go no contact, mm. and I was just just so completely committed to my healing. It was amazing. I just I couldn't not. Yeah, just the difference that it made. Yeah, and I remember back then, you know, when we were doing those sessions, and um, you were, you were very, very committed, and, uh, you know, a lot of people that haven't been into the body work, when they start really feeling it and understanding it, it's like, oh my God, you know, this, I know that was what happened for me the first time I was on a kinesiology table, and I got off it, and I went, oh my God, something just happened there, that has never happened before, you know, it gave me hope. So, yeah, you did. You you were coming good really quickly because you were really, you knew you had to and you were very, very committed. Now, you didn't, you know, most of our Thriver shows are people that have done NARP, right? Now, you, yeah, now you didn't do NARP, which I think you're actually the first ever Thriver that has not been on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program because when you were doing sessions with me, that was... I was still doing seven or eight sessions a day. It was crazy. But, you know, I was able to get you in and I was able to see you quickly, whereas now I just cannot do that. And NARP obviously is the replication of the Quantum Freedom Healings and that's the program that people can access immediately now and it does the same work. So, but yeah, we were doing those healings together and also too you were doing a lot of reading and you were doing a lot of meditating and you were doing, you know, all the stuff that you needed to do. So you did, you and you came into the recovery group, you know, you came into the recovery forum uh, which, well, the, the Facebook group was what was operating. Now we have the Secure NARP Recovery Forum, which is part, of, which, which is a member section on the website. But when you came into the recovery group, that was a really interesting time for you, Abby, wasn't it? Oh, gosh, yes. I made quite an entrance, like really, I was, because I was so, you know, just started feeling all the power. Um, and then caught up in the new realization that I could change my whole world. I just I wasn't very gentle with my language um, when I was posting. Uh, I had quite a few really really angry responses, which sort of did give me a bit of a shock. Um, but also, luckily, there was more than a few wonderful drivers on there, and people at about the same stage I was at who several of them wrote to me personally um, and showed me that and under my post um, and really showed me that they did understand where I was coming from despite how clumsy my delivery was. Oh Abby you're just so humble you really really are you know I think you're a little bit hard on yourself too but uh, I mean it, it was sort of gorgeous but I know that you ruffled a few feathers but this is what can happen to us and I can be I've got to be careful with this is when we see the light and we see another way and how to take our power back, you know, we can see people really struggling in victimisation and it can be really tough to see. And, uh, you know, and but it was beautiful for your healing too because it was triggering things that you needed to look at and it was triggering things that they needed to look at and that's what I was very um, committed to doing with the group when that happened and other thrivers were too. It's like, okay, well, we're getting triggered. What do we need to look at here? What do we need to... What do we need to heal? And it is so beautiful how many people there are just so committed to doing that and steering other people to that self-improvement, self-development. So 
you you contributed to that beautifully with what you were doing. You really, really did. No, well, thank you. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think I got better. You know, things got better as we went on. I worked out a better way of communicating. Um, I think you know, took a little bit of harshness out. But I think uh, sometimes too within a group there is a little bit. What do they call it? A bit of tough love. Totally. It can be great. And totally sometimes it's appropriate, yeah. Yeah. And the triggering that was um, a big realisation for me is, yeah, realise that each trigger was just another line into some more pain that needed to be gotten rid of. Absolutely, because it's always, whenever we're triggered by anything, there's always a cool wound within us that's relating to it and it's something from our past. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And often it's something from our past, yeah. even way before the narc. Hello, have we lost you again? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I can, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. We're on Skype, everybody, so there's it might chop in and out a little bit. But anyway, yeah, yeah, so keep going. Um, yeah, I was just the fast recovery group. They were just awesome. I couldn't believe how fantastic the people on there were. You know, the love and the support that shared in that group. Um, it's just delightful. You know, I've witnessed so many newbies arrive and, you know, they're scared, they're gutted, exhausted from the narcissistic abuse they've suffered. And, you know, people welcome them. They give them a big, big of a hug and, you know, try to guide them to a new way of looking at things and a new way to heal. Uh, so, I, so many people now, oh, when they're doing enough and just seeing how incredibly successful it's been, I, I, I love it. I just love it. I, it and I think you're amazed. I remember talking to you um, at one stage or I think I sent you a message just going, what are, what are you going to do, Mel? It's becoming so big. You're not going to be able to do everyone. And that's where you came up with the nut. And, and it just works. I've seen it. I've seen it work over and over again. Yeah, no, it does. It, 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 it really does. And that's the whole thing about, you know, when we're working on those subconscious cool wounds directly, when we're actually accessing that and up-leveling that, releasing and healing it, it is, it's profound. Completely different level again. And um, and you did, you know, see some other forums or did touch on some other forums, didn't you? And what, what was your impression with, you know, the, the old, I guess, victimised um, paradigm? Yeah, I... I, I honestly, I, I didn't like it. I did wander into a couple of other forums and a couple of other pages on Facebook just to uh, have a look and because a few people within um, your group were sort of talking about different things. I just found the, the negative narc bashing would really turn me off. Um, I, I would get like really sick feelings in my stomach and I'd start thinking about all the wrongs that I perceived were done to me, not about how I could change myself and my life become stronger and not allow those things to happen again to set up boundaries and it, there wasn't any boundary work there wasn't any it was just a lot of blame and just the difference mm. how positive and empowering the healing strategy in your group was and you know there was a few early in the piece there was a few really negative Nellies um, for lack of a better word I think came on that were just still so caught up in their pain they weren't ready to heal and then you know once the code of conduct came in yeah it was it was a real turn around and a lot of the the threads that had sat really negatively with people with new people who were still really hurt and trying to find their way out yeah that's right um, that's right and really positive yeah 
And it is so, so important to get into our body and to be honest about our feelings and look for solutions rather than just look to the outside and keep blaming and shaming because there's no up-leveling, there's no evolution, there's no healing in that. You know, we can, we can absolutely find our pain and have it validated and then have the solution. That's what's so, so important. I agree. I absolutely agree. And just, yeah, so many of the aha moments I've had through my journey have come from interactions, um, some that I've participated in and some that I've just actually watched yeah. uh, within the group. It's, it, everyone is just so intent on healing and helping others to do the same. It's, it's wonderful. Like I've, it's, I've just never seen anything like it, quite honestly. It's, I find it really amazing. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I think, you know, my highest intention has been far surpassed to what I ever thought could be created with a community of people that have been so traumatised to actually become so empowered. It's, um, blow, it blows me away constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And, you know, some of the people, some of the newbies, when I was sort of feeling, uh, you know, not that my journey's over, but when I was feeling like I was coming to the end of the full-on daily pain. New people that were coming in and that they had it and are living with it and now I see them and you know they're the ones, they're the thrivers, they're the ones that are really guiding everybody else and it's just beautiful, you know, yeah, I don't know, I can't say enough about the group and Jumel, I mean I just think you're all amazing. Um, you know, there's a few, a few people I don't see on there very often anymore and mind you, I'm not often on anymore either, I think life's just got busy. Mm. But I do, I do drop in. You know, I drop in and I have a look, and um, I love watching other people's journey. And sometimes, you know, I've got I've got something that I feel is really helpful to say. Mm. Mm. And that's gorgeous. You know, that's such a difference between support groups and really empowered recovery groups, because I really don't like. A support group where you know you're going to have to stay there for years every day that's not what this is about this is about getting well getting empowered and not needing the group and then being able to be a part of the flourishing of it or the encouraging of it but not this is this journey is not about needing maintenance to survive it's about getting the tools to thrive it's oh, a absolutely yeah Huge difference, huge difference. Now, like many of us on the journey, because sometimes it's not a straight line, narcissistic abuse recovery often isn't a straight line. A lot of people know that I've now had two narcissistic relationship experiences, even after looking like I'd recovered from the first one. So like many of us, you've had your setbacks too, and you had to dig deep. So what happened with your setback? Hello, I think... Hello. Yeah, you there? Yes, sorry, yeah. Dale. Can hear you. Got you. No worries. Um, yeah, so I did have setbacks, but I realised that this was just finding more stuff that I needed to heal and doing the work to heal the part that I still hadn't discovered. Uh, and I found after every setback too, just that it would just get better. But I broke no contact after a year. Um, it was at this time that I realised my healing journey was. So just about the narcissistic partner because I realised I'd suffered a lifetime of narcissistic abuse um, off and on and it was then that I went back and I purchased a family of origin healings and continued my inner work. I did a lot of work 
really a lot of work with that actually when I got them. Um, I was really committed and you know, I've used, I've used many processes through the healing. Uh, the most powerful really has been the inner shift work and the processes that I've learned from you now, um, like with the healings and stuff and I have my own sort of slightly modified version but when I really feel like I need help, I go back to the um, family of origin healings. I think they're amazing too, by the way. <laughs> oh good, I'm glad they've helped you. Yeah. Definitely. That's awesome. And you know, that's so true. This was the thing is, and uh, yeah, when what happens is when we have a dip and we feel like we've gone right backwards into the muck or, oh my God, I'm doing another narcissistic relationship again or, you know, all of it is about that there were still some inner parts of us that we hadn't healed, we hadn't transformed yet that are still hooking us into abuse programs. And it's about going, okay, well, this breakdown is really heralding another breakthrough for me. If I can find these parts and heal them, I'm going to go up to a level that I wasn't at before this happened. And that's what it is. And when we really have that orientation and we do that work, then we get to see how true and how meant to be it really was. It was showing us something we hadn't healed yet. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, what I've found within myself is that each time I actually have a setback now and because I still do you know challenging times come to all of us of course um, it's part of the human experience yeah 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 definitely but I just try not to get caught up too much in the negativity or the, the, the periods of time that I spend feeling negative are much shorter now and now mm. it's more um, I actually just try to really observe what's going on with my feelings and what's happening and yes. yeah it's quicker you get you get to the root of it quicker and it just keeps getting better yeah and then the lampshade comes off and you go oh wow okay awesome yeah totally totally my orientation that i've trained myself to do and thank good i'm at a forefront you know doing all this healing it keeps me very accountable but if i get like a trigger or i get something that really hurts it's like okay melanie you know if you're going to get in your head about this and start analyzing it you're going to do analysis paralysis blender brain it's not going to get you anywhere drop inside where is it in your body feel it what's this really about how old is this part of me okay what's this about and then shifting that and really working at it at that level then i get all the awareness all the answers and all the up leveling i need it's completely different yeah absolutely mm. yeah through this and through meditation i mean that's just one of the things that it's yeah, totally like really observe what's going on within yourself not trying to make the sense out of it that's right. And ask your body, what is this really about? Rather than your head, our head is so good at making up painful stories. <laughs> and that gives us the ego, gets to edge in, edge God out, E-G-O, God's source life, our higher self, our higher awareness. And then we get into that self-defeating, painful, separating, self-abusive stories. It's horrid. It is. Mm, it's not the way. So, so not the way. So one of the reasons that we're doing this interview, or a really big reason today, Abby, is because we really want to help people make the connection between health and abuse and to get better in all areas of their life. Now, this was massive for me last year because after the second narcissistic abusive relationship experience, I hit a point where I went, okay, what do I really, really, really need to look at here? And one of the things that I wanted to look at was health. So 
I um, all these synchronicities happen in your life when you're ready as we know you know you the field of life gives us everything we need if we're open to it so I came across a post in the Facebook group a lovely lady called Gina who'll be listening to this from the US who is a little health guru she's amazing so I emailed her and I said look blah 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 and she said, go and get a blood test, go get your levels checked, go have a look at vitamin, um, uh, your iron levels, vitamin D, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I did. I diligently went. I got a blood test and the blood test came back. My levels were disastrous. That disastrous that I got a phone call from the doctor that day to go back in because they wanted to see me so quickly. Now, what I've realized through all of this is, well, you've been through it worse than me, Abby, on a health level. But I changed so much about, I got into superfoods and supplements and really went down the holistic path of health, of integrated health. And the difference in my life with the inner work, the inner work was essential, absolutely. It's like Debbie Ford says, you can't put ice cream on top of poop. So I love that expression. If if you're not working on an inner level and you've got all this junk and painful trapped emotions and toxic stuff going on inside you, all that hurt, really doesn't matter how much exercise or yoga you do. All it's going to do is manage and, and make you be able to function. You really do have to get that inner stuff out. But what you can do is also work on the health level as well. And it is a the results my results have been incredible and I know yours are now too so let's just talk a little bit about the challenge that you've had with your health Abby yeah cool um, that's amazing Mel. I'm really pleased to hear that <laughs> yeah it's um, been awesome yeah um, yeah look I've, I've been trying heaps oh actually I've said a couple of times but it actually has been quite a few times over the last years last couple of years uh, to changed my career path um, and I've just been meeting re resistance the whole time it, and I couldn't work out what it was for ages and I finally did get to the bottom of it and that was that it's, I was just really worried about my physical abilities and the state that my body was in. Um, you know, I've suffered panic attacks on and off for most of my life. Um, even well before this narcissistic abuse experience, I was diagnosed in my 20s with um, post-traumatic stress disorder and that was brought on from a lot of painful childhood experiences. Um, yeah, for many years, actually it's been about 16 years, I've suffered from these really intensely painful attacks in various parts of my body, um, but particularly in my upper abdominal and chest pain. I've put myself in hospital a few times thinking, I was having heart attacks. Um, wow. Yeah, morphine, like really awful, awful things. That's huge. Yeah. Um, and I've spent hours like literally throwing up gas because that's what used to happen is I would just have my stomach would just fill with gas over and over again. And um, yeah, it was, all, it was really noisy and painful and it would just strike anywhere. Like I could be doing anything, I'd be perfectly fine and then within 30 seconds be in intense pain. Wow. Um, yeah, when I was anxious and stressed, it would be much worse. Um, I you know, haven't slept well for years and I've battled with my weight. Oh, well, I can't remember a time when I haven't battled weight with my weight. Um, I have well, lots of arms. I, I have a lot of difficulty finding words when I'm communicating verbally. You're doing great. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> I feel sometimes I feel like I have these massive blanks and it's like the whole world stops. I, yeah, I don't have had little or no energy and I've been really struggling like the last couple of years have been really hard um, with just trying to meet my obligations uh, in life and having time for my family like my son has suffered significantly just because I just haven't had the energy to do things with him. Mm. Um, yeah, and you know all these symptoms, I've felt really defeated by them, um, really embarrassed by the way they manifest. Um, and it's made me, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've felt really sad about it. I felt really useless. I felt really angry. Um, yeah, uh, doing, doing the inner work has been absolutely essential. It was, was, and is the vital foundation. And without without it, I was just was never going to recover emotionally or physically. But I've just still had all these physical issues to deal with. Um, yeah. For years, I've been going to doctor after doctor, um, being misdiagnosed. Uh, I just felt like no one could help me. Yeah, I just that's how defeated I was. I was just like, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life, and there's nothing I can do about it. Mm, and that and that is so frustrating, isn't it? When when you just know there's something wrong, but a doctor can't help you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I did see naturopaths and things over the years as well. And you know, I get a little bit better for a little while. Mm. But no, nothing long term. Um, but yeah, you know, this for me really has been as big a hurdle to my happiness and well-being as the narc abuse. Um, and yeah, as answers have come come to light, it's not really very surprising that um, you know a lot of the physical causes. Are yeah, so the physical issues have been triggered yeah. by events in your life. Yeah, and it's all. Some of the conditions which I'll go into in a moment, um, you know, they are triggered. One in particular is triggered by traumatic events, and it can be triggered in anyone. And it's totally, like, yeah, things like sexual abuse, emotional abuse, the narc abuse, severe bullying, um, physical abuse, and it's just, it's the same. You get the same result as if you had been in, you know, terrible accidents or in a natural disaster area or in war-torn areas. Totally. Really insidious and awful. Totally, totally. You know, and and this is what's so important to understand that when we've had trauma is that physically it manifests. And I, I remember, you know, when I started getting my levels right and I found out that what happens to magnesium and iron and vitamin D and all the good stuff that we need when we've got cortisol and adrenaline pumping through our body which is trauma we dump all the good stuff it flushes out of our body and we are left absolutely depleted behind the eight ball and it's a real irony all the good stuff that we need to get you know to help us heal our body just doesn't have it so it's a spiral, isn't it? And it's so like peptide addiction and all those things that abuse and negativity and victimization bring, all they do is spiral us down into more and more and more disintegration. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, mm. And, um, yeah, so anyway, I guess so the, main, the main thing is that I found out after um, a little while is that I had fibromyalgia. Um, that was about six months after starting working with UML. And... 
Yeah, they, you know, that was that was great. You know, I had some answers that actually told me about a lot of stuff that was happening and sort of answered that. And I, but I started taking all the medication. You know, I was still in really bad shape. Like the pain attacks had lessened. Yeah. But physically, I was just, you know, still really exhausted. And yeah, you know, yeah, this brain fog, this completely forgetting what I'm talking about and where words are, uh, can be really disabling and and. And yeah, so I started talking to some of the doctors, trying to get some answers, uh, you know, just normal GPs and even my specialists. So I went to see a couple of different specialists um, and I just wasn't getting a, a great deal of help. I started researching on the, on the net and mm. I joined a support group. Yeah. Um, one thing with the support group, just getting back to um, the other groups and things, I found a lot with the support groups too that they, um, I didn't stay along with them because again they were still, it was very much about blame yeah. and woe is me. But what, yeah. did, but what I did find out is that there um, did seem to be a lot of alternative treatments and um, Christina on the site, on the, the Mark's group, um, she, Christine, Yes, Christine from Switzerland. Yes, yes, thank you. She she wrote a few things to me and sort of, you know, started putting me on the track that there has to be. Mm. Isn't she an amazing source of information, our Christine? She's just incredible. She absolutely is. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, so anyway, in October last year, um, I came across an ad for a new doctor starting at a holistic practice down my way. Uh, and, which I didn't even realise was there and yeah I just went right and I made an appointment Isn't it funny how certain things can cross your path and they just light you up? Yes, yes, absolutely It's so important to listen to that gut feeling and not let your head talk yourself out of it when something lights you up absolutely. And, I, and I, that definitely happened with me I just went wow that just sounds great Yes. And, yeah, and I did. And anyway, so my doctor's name is Christina, Christina Cooper, and she's awesome. She's from, she's actually from England, um, but just lovely. And you know, the first she interviewed me for over an hour. She took all my history, physical mm. and my emotional history. Mm. Um, so for anybody that's in the Melbourne area, this is down Mornington Peninsula Way. This lady is. If you want details, you can get on to uh, myself and I can pop you through to Abby or we can find a way to get these details to you, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I, I, since I've been going to here, I've recommended so many people. I've sent my mum, I'm sending my grandmother, I've sent my auntie. I just think it's just... Um, yeah, so anyway, so she interviewed me for an hour. She took on my history and she, then she started putting me through a few different questionnaires and she's just like, you know, don't worry if it doesn't make sense, just answer. Mm. Um, so she did and then she sent me to um, yeah, all the urine and uh, blood tests for all my hormone, vitamins and mineral levels oh yeah that's it that is it isn't it like that's doing that I agree mm, happened for me too yep yeah the first day she just basically said to me look you've got adrenal fatigue just from talking to me and everything as well and she mm. started me on a supplement routine for that mm. and how many people that have been traumatised have got adrenal fatigue it's incredible yeah, it is. It's lots, and yeah, what a difference. And I mean, it's, I'm sort of six weeks in, six or eight weeks in actually on that. And I went and saw her recently, and yeah, she just thinks that um, my sugar and salt cravings are, are dissipating. So she seems to think I'm going into recovery, which is great. 
Um, so what are you on now? Like, because you're on this regime, so so. Mm. Okay, so uh, when my test came back, I discovered that I had uh, scurvy. Like, there was literally no vitamin C in my body. Whoa! Of vitamin C. So my, I also discovered that I had a thing called pyroluria, which I, anyone with fibro, I absolutely recommend that you get it on board and um, go and have a look at that because apparently they're very interrelated. Wow. Um, so I'm on zinc and B6 for the pyroluria, and that's all it takes um, to actually fix this. Mm. Um, and it's, that's a, that in itself is a really awful little condition to have. Um, uh, the evening, I'm on evening primrose oil for elevated estrogen. Um, I'm on vitamin D for, just for general lack and uh, magnesium to help stop all the ticks and the cramping uh, within my body, uh, which is uh, yeah caused by all of the sort of above. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and she's put me onto coconut oil for energy instead of anything else. Um, mm, I love coconut oil. Yeah, so do I. Like on a oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? And it, you can feel it. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, and the the diagnosis, so they, the main diagnosis, um, was that my body just wasn't digesting food at all. Um, Whoa. Deficiencies that I had in all my vitamins and minerals and my hormones, all of they're all interrelated. Mm. Um, you know, my adrenals were shot, uh, and yeah, the pyroluria and fibro was just causing all my pain and was contributing to all the bad sleep that I had, the anxiety, the depression, um, and, you know, as my doctor puts it, as the wrong thoughts that I was having. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, that's a big thing, apparently. So Oh, totally. When your levels are out, your brain is not functioning well. No. No. No, not at all. And, yeah, and look, I've got a myriad of um, autoimmune diseases. Uh, conditions that I've come across during my lifetime um, and yeah pretty much just all of them all of them all integrated um, were conspiring to make me feel there's nothing that I could do but most of them I do take a couple of pills like a couple of medication mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of the stuff that goes on in my body I can apparently handle with supplements I agree and um, yeah and so that's that's where I'm going <laughs> that's where I'm going with that I'm taking yeah so yeah lots and lots wow now you've lost weight haven't you because your body started digesting now yeah yeah and that was that was amazing going to a doctor for the first time ever um, that basically says don't worry about your weight don't try and lose weight get your levels right it'll start falling off oh don't you love that <laughs> Absolutely, oh, I just love it so much. And yeah, so I've, I've lost three kilos. I've still got a bit to go because I went through. I, I put on about nine kilos in a very short period of time, um, and that was I think my body had just come to the end of its end of its road. Um, but yeah, it's getting better. Everything is getting better. Um, no, I think a lot clearer. I don't have quite as many brain fog moments. Um, my energy is. So, so much energy. Like, I used to spend just about every day. The majority of every day that I wasn't at work, I would be in bed. Oh, wow. I just couldn't do much. Like, I'd get up and I'd do something, then I'd have to go and... Oh, wow. That totally is nothing short of miraculous, Abby. It's just fantastic. 
And you know, this is why this is such a powerful message. And when you posted in the group and you went, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, my life's so good now. Like, this is so amazing. You were singing it from the rooftops. I thought, we've really got to get this show on because, you know, this is the health stuff is so, so important. Oh, it is. And it's just what a difference. You know, it's just so true, Mel. And looking after this body of mine, it's just, it feels great. Mm. You know, yeah, amazing. And that's what this year for me is all about, is that it's just about getting healthy. Um, yeah. Learning to really love my body, you know, because I've had body issues for a long time and really learning to love this body that's carrying my vessel, you know, that sorry, that's carrying my spirit. Totally. Um, yeah, and I am just really feel like everything's on track. Like it really, everything is on track now and I'm beginning to feel really happy and grateful yeah and that's for me this is a really powerful message this year 2014 radiance true holistic health and radiance from the inside out you know to to be for us to be breaking through and being who we really are mentally emotionally physically spiritually that's what we're meant to be doing and that's why you know i did my radiance pictures and my first uh, blog post back this year was about let's do this we can really really do this and you know the the inner and outer tools they're just so so important you know body and soul and holistically because you know when it's so true they affect each other and they interact so much and when our emotional stuff this is what I'm finding and I, I went through it too like you know when we've been traumatized emotionally we're not in good shape no, no, it, it does. It just it hurts you. It hurts you physically as well as mentally, and mm. um, yeah, it can create all sorts of little monsters within your within your system. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, I just think you know, for those of you that are out there and just really not sure what to do, is just keep keep looking up doctors and um, mm. you know maybe just ring them and talk to talk to them or look at their websites and things and just mm. keep trying to find somebody that you're really comfortable with and mm. try to be open to the holistic side of it. Mm. I agree. I agree. I got onto a holistic person who put me on the right track and then Gina guided me a lot with that too. But you know what, Abby, I'm inspired. I think I might go and see Christina. Because I want to see if she can pick up anything that I haven't found or realised yet. She just sounds amazing. This poor woman's going to be inundated. <laughs> yeah, well, there, is, there are a few other doctors there, and I believe they're all really good. And there's a, there's a great website, which I will, I'll send you the link, Mel, and you can maybe stick it on the blog or whatever. That's I think we idea. should do that. I think we'll post the link of the website for, for her practice. And, yeah, I, definitely, so that people can be inspired to do this. And we really do want to give the message too. You know, we we can't just physically fix ourselves. We have to really do the trap painful emotions as well inside. That's very, very important. But when... Think, yeah, if you don't do that, then you're not going to get anywhere with your health, I think. Like, that's, that is the first step. Yeah, and it's sort of really funny. Like, we're not sort of open to... I mean, you know, when you're feeling traumatised and depressed and everything, the last thing you really want to do is get your act together. It's when you start releasing that stuff and loving yourself enough to do it that the synchronicities pop up, the messages pop up. You know, it's, it usually is the people that are really on that track that hear a message like this, you know, because your brain wiring is actually a match for that assistance. Yes. 
if you're not and you're stuck in negative programs, your ego's got you by the throat sometimes and won't let you even go near healing. Yeah, and, you know, you've just got to, yeah, just keep going through it. Keep going, keep healing. And it doesn't, yeah, it's not always going to let you go. But, yeah, I just think the time was right for me. Like, honestly, I just think it absolutely everything was falling into place. This was the last big hurdle. I'm um, so excited now, for you. Yeah, now I'm over it. I, you know, the world is my oyster. I'm, yeah, I'm just really Yay. excited. Really excited. Yay. <laughs> More radiant shining in the world. I love that. I love that. That is awesome. So, you, yeah, so integrated medicine, holistic medicine. There are definitely holistic and integrated medicine GPs in Britain, the USA, Australia, do your research. This information is going to be out on the blog. I know there are lots of people in the community suffering fibromyalgia. I have friends suffering fibromyalgia that I'm going to be putting onto this lady. It's time for us all to get well. Enough suffering, I say. Yes, I agree. Hear, hear, Mel. <laughs> yes. Hear, hear to that. Let's all stand up together and let's do this and be the best, most radiant, healthy most loving, incredible people in the world we can be. That's what we're meant to do. Abby, thank you so much for coming on and doing this interview. It's been awesome to have you. Uh, no worries, Melanie. I've, yeah, look, I really hope that it does help somebody out there. It, it's helped me. It's obviously helped you. And, yeah, you can't just the difference is phenomenal. And, yeah, so you provide the tools to do the inner work and, gosh, what a difference that makes. But if there's still leftover stuff, I absolutely recommend going the holistic GP way. I really think both should be done. I really do. Because, yeah, when we have been traumatised, there's so many parts of our being that are broken down. You know, we need to do everything we can to be the best we can be. Yes, I agree. Beautiful. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, darling. And we'll um, and I'll be seeing you in and out of the forum and, and other places and we'll talk soon. Yeah, sounds great. And you enjoy your trip. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> all right, darling. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that show and I will be putting up a link of Christina's website and where she works for people that live in Melbourne and I hope this really inspires you to think, you know what, there is a solution. It doesn't matter what you're going through, there is a solution. So that's it from me, everybody. Lots of love and I'll be talking to you from LA next week. Bye-bye.